Yes, welcome to Conversations of the Heart, Season 3, Episode 3. We are talking today uh, with Christine, the lawyer. Everything is uh, today is going to be about trademarks, um, trade trademarking your brand, your catchphrases, uh, your businesses, um, you know, so everything is going to be about trademarking t- today, copywriting things going on with the LLCs and things like that. Um, the differences of using um, trademarks or using lawyers to get your trademarks versus a place like LegalZoom and things like that. Um, so definitely going to have a great conversation with Christine, the lawyer. Appreciate y'all tuning in. As soon as she uh, comes on board, I'll bring her right on in. Oh, uh, what up, uh, Janera, what's going on? Long time. How you doing? Jeez, it's been a minute. Yeah, so we're definitely going to be um, talking trademarks. Appreciate everybody who tuned in to my last uh, show uh, with Rob Hill Sr., um, and everybody who tuned in to my first show um, for season three with Sylvester McNutt. It's been a very, it's been an incredible, incredible um, couple of episodes. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. <clears throat> Let me see where she's at. Yeah, Christine, the lawyer has joined. Uh, she is here. Just going to wait for her to tap in. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go live here. Hello. How you doing? Christine, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. I can't complain. Appreciate you for coming on the show. No problem. I'm excited to be here and to talk to everybody about um, everything, about trademarks and all those good things. That's yeah, crazy. absolutely. Here's my cup of water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need that. So, <laughs> no, nah, believe me, I do understand that. So tell the people, um, for the people who don't know you, um, you know, what, what it is that you do, um, how they can sure. find you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. No problem. So my name is Christine Duchatelier. I am a business and trademark attorney. Um, I help entrepreneurs and creatives protect their businesses and their brands. I help you protect Mm -hmm. the things that you create so that no one can steal it from you. And if someone thinks they can steal it from you, we can go after them. I can be found on Instagram. Um, I'm very accessible Mm -hmm. on Instagram. I, I try to share a lot of content surrounding business mm-hmm. law and trademarks and protecting your business. I can definitely, people slide in my DMs all the time. I try to help as many people as I can. Um, and again, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here to speak with everyone today. Perfect. Um, and so where can they, um, you know, find you, of course, here on Instagram, of course, Christine, at Christine of the Lawyer. But where else? Do you have a website? We're going to go to book your services. So my website is under construction. I, I want, I'm planning uh, 
um, a website launch with the new website soon. So I'm actually really excited for nice. that. Um, awesome. But I can be reached by email. My email is Christine at D as in dog, U as in umbrella, C as in cat, H dash, dash, excuse me, law.com. That is my email. And um, the phone number is 347. I can never say it whenever I'm on the spot. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. Let's just give them the email. Let's no, just no, give no, them the email. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's the firm line. It's the firm line. And okay. You know what's crazy? I, I can easily just type it out. I have to imagine a keyboard to type this thing out right now. Um, but Got you. the phone number is 347-450-9388. Um, and that is the, the business line. So if you reach out on that phone number, someone from my team will get back to you when, and we will be able to connect as well. Perfect, perfect. Um, so for the people who, who don't know, uh, because uh, everybody's coming out with, uh, you know, businesses now, you know, uh, some have DBAs, you know, some have LLCs, and, you know, if, if you're a little more advanced, S-Corps and C-Corps and everything else, partnerships, all types of things, right? But um, there are some people who just have, like, a DBA, right, and an LLC. Um, and they may say, you know, my business is small right now. Like, why do I need a trademark? What is a trademark? You know, so just explain to the people just what is a trademark and why do you need one? Okay. And a lot of people have, we touched on something that's very important. A lot of people have the misconception that you need to be big to have a trademark. You don't need to be mm -hmm. big to have a trademark because anyone can take your name at any time. Someone else may come up with a similar name. They don't know you, but they went and filed the trademark first. And, and now if you want that trademark, you have to spend a lot of money to fight them. And that's not even guaranteed. Um, so I'll back it up a little bit and start with what a trademark is and, and why you need it. A yeah. trademark is um, a source identifier. It identifies where a product or a service comes from. So when you see a particular mm -hmm. brand name, you know where whatever that product is came from. Um, you see the Nike swoosh, you see the three stripes on the Adidas, you see uh, um, yeah. anything like that. You already know that this is from that particular brand. You already know mm -hmm. what that company stands for. You already know what kind of quality product you're going to get. You have all of these thoughts that come to mind because you see a particular brand. Um, I don't know if you all remember with the little Nas X and the, the sneakers that he came out with, the, the devil shoes, mm -hmm. whatever they were called. Just because <laughs> yeah. it had Nike on it, the swoosh on it, people thought that Nike endorsed those sneakers and people were canceling Nike. I'm not buying from Nike anymore. We don't support this. I don't, I, I don't want anything mm -hmm. to do with this at all. Um, right. And Nike had to sit there and say, listen, you can't do this because you are harming my brand. Um, mm. So you want to have a trademark so that if someone tries to use your brand in a way that doesn't represent your company, doesn't represent your values, or they're trying to make money using something that you've created, you want to be able to stop those people so that they can't do that. You don't want anybody out there making money off of something that you spent the time creating, you spent the time building, you spent the time growing. Um, hmm. A trademark can be anything uh, such as the logo, it can be the brand name itself, it can be a slogan, a tagline, you have a, a podcast that has a title, that's something that you can trademark, you have a mm -hmm. signature product or a signature service, those are things that can be pro um, trademarked as well, you have a stage name, a pen name, 
so many things, signature events, um, special product lines. You may have a main brand and you have a product line and you want to protect that as well. You can do all of that. All of those things that distinguish or differentiate your products or services from those of others is something mm. that can and should be protected. Mm. And it's funny because, you know, most, most companies have a logo. They have, mm -hmm. you know, and they, they have the, the name, right? So some people might say, you know, I'll get trademark, I'll trademark the name, right? Or I'll trademark the logo. But then it's like, wait, but wait a minute. Now I have to do both, right? Um, in which sometimes you don't think about that, you know, because it's just like, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to take my name, right? But if Nike just trademarked just Nike, somebody could take their logo, Yes. Right, the famous logo that the big, you know, the check, right? And I'm sure somebody would have taken the check by now, right? If they could, but you know, so that's very interesting. So when you're opening up a business, you got to look at trademarking not not just your name, but your logo as well, and not just your your logo, but but your name, and then anything else sometimes that can come with that. So that's very interesting, um, and something that's worth um, talking about. So when it comes to copyrights. Right. Um, what's the difference between a copyright and a trademark? Yes. And that's a question I get a lot because we yeah. all mix them up all the time. We think about intellectual property and it's like, I need a patent, a trademark and a copyright. It's like, hold on one second. Let's try to figure out what you have and what you need. Right. So right. copyright is a little different. Um, and copyright is a protection that's given to any kind of artistic um, creation that's fixed in a tangible medium. I hate using like these lawyerly words, but that's the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the definition. Um, right. And when they say a tangible medium, they just mean something that you can physically touch. So let's say you typed up some lyrics and it's stored on your computer or on your phone. That's something that mm -hmm. you can copyright because it is somewhere. Um, if it's just in your mind, you can't protect that. It has to be, you have to put it out somewhere. You write it on, a, you draw it out on a piece of paper. Um, you type it out on a computer. You record it as if it's a song. You record the song or the beat, whatever it is. Mm. Um, that is what the copyright office means when they talk about a tangible medium. It has to be something creative um, and you have to create it yourself in order to gain protection. Now with copyright, you see a lot of these articles on the internet about poor man's copyright. Once you create it, you mail it to yourself, then all of a sudden it's, it's protected with a copyright. Um, mm. But that's not necessarily the case. Once you create that item, once you take that photo, once you record that song, once you write those lyrics, it's already protected by copyright. The only mm. reason that people do take it a step further is because in order to sue someone for copyright infringement, you have to actually register it. So although you have the copyright from when you created whatever it is that you've created, you have to take that extra step and register it with the copyright office in order to be able to sue someone for copyright infringement. Hmm. Got it. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, also, wow. So, yeah, so that's a big difference. Okay, okay. Exactly. And also with um, copyright, it protects your work in that other people can't copy your work. They can't distribute your work or sell it without your permission. They're going to need all of that in order to do, to do those things. With trademark, you have to, um, you know what? 
I, I'm not even. It's fine. <laughs> I lost my train of okay. thought. I started. I, I lost my train it's of thought. It's all good. No, it's all good. It happens to us. Um. So. Yeah. So now, let, uh, let's just say you have a DBA. What if you don't have an LLC yet, right? But you have like a DBA, you know, like you just get started. Um, can you still get a uh, file for a trademark? Yes. So you can okay. still file for a trademark. It is mm -hmm. what a lot of attorneys will tell you is to mm -hmm. have that company just so that all of your business assets are all together and you're not mixing your business assets and your personal assets. You're keeping them separate. Um, so you can register a trademark as an individual. You can register a trademark as an LLC, as a corporation, as a partnership, however mm -hmm. you want, you can, you can file that application. So it's completely up to you. Mm. Okay. And typically, how long does this trademark process um, go? I mean, some people, you know, it's like I've heard it could take up to 12 months. Uh, some people expect it to happen in like a, like 30 or 60 days. And it's just like, I don't think so. How long? No, not happening at, at this point in time. <laughs> um, it's been taking more than a year for the trademarks to go through if there are no issues at all. Um it's been wow. taking, yes. So before the pandemic, it was taking like three to four months for the trademark office to look at the application. Now um, they're quoting us at six months, but really it's more like eight months. And I have some applications that are more than a year old that haven't been looked at. So I, um, wow. they are very behind because like you said earlier at the beginning of this, um, of this live, there are a lot of people that started businesses and that all happened in 2020 when people were laid off from their jobs and they said, you know mm -hmm. what, let me pursue my dreams instead. So many, many, many trademark applications were filed in 2020 right. and in 2021 and the trademark office simply cannot keep up. So they're very, very, very wow. backed up. But once you file that application, at least, you know, you have your place in line, even if it does take a year and a half for you to get the certificate, you know, that, you filed on April 7th, 2022, and, mm -hmm. you know, if someone filed on April 10th, 2022, they're behind you in line. At least you know that. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. So if anybody needs a job, they, they got to go to the trademark office because this seems to be a little bit backed up. Wow. Um, so what are some of the ramifications um, behind not having a trademark that you've seen as a lawyer? Well, what you see is there are other people out there that take that brand name and, and do something with it. Uh, I've seen where someone may not have a trademark and they contact me to help them file their application. I go online, I search, and someone has the brand name and they're using it. Or maybe there are 10 people using the same brand name and it's like, now we have to have a conversation. There are all these people out here using this name. They're calling their store mm -hmm. Christine's store. Do you really want to keep this name or do you want to try to find <laughs> something else so that when people are looking for your right. store, they're not finding these 10 or other stores at the same time too? Um, mm. Because you do want to make sure if you do have a brand that it's unique. You don't want to have a brand where um, you search it on Google and there are so many companies that pop up with the same brand name because Someone's going to think they're purchasing from you, but they're purchasing from another company. You don't know how they run their business. You don't know whether they are responsive. You don't know whether they take orders and 
don't fulfill the orders. You don't know mm. if they're taking um, payment for services and just ghosting. You have no idea what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. So you want to be sure that you get that name, you get that unique name, you protect it, and you enforce your protection as well. Mm. Oh, that's really good information. So, so what is the difference between somebody hiring you, right? Versus, you know, I've, you know, I have lots of pe people that I know that have done their trademarks and this one place they always say to go do, and that's legal zone. It's like, yeah. I got, I got mine done at legal zone. It was like, whatever, 600 bucks done deal. Everything's good. So what is the difference between going to a lawyer like yourself um, and doing it with a place like legal zone? So the first thing I will say about LegalZoom or those other document preparing services that, you know, they just mm -hmm. take your information and, and submit it is that they literally, whatever you would have typed on that USPTO website, they take that information and just fill it in the application. They collect all the information in a form. What's your name? What's the name of the owner? What's the address? What's the phone number? What are you right. selling? And they just file it but they don't really analyze what they're filing. They're not your attorneys. Hmm. They're not strategizing. They're not planning. They're not saying, hmm, maybe we should try to file it this way instead of that way. You attach your proof. They're not looking at the proof and saying, this is not the right proof for this kind of, this kind of um, application. So what I do hmm. find a lot is that, that when I have clients that have filed with LegalZoom or some other service provider, the mm -hmm. main issues I'm finding with the applications are that the descriptions are incorrect. I have one client who thought she was filing for a TV show, but they actually filed for t-shirts. And I can't change that once it's filed. You can't try to expand. You can only make things smaller. So, I mean, you can't wow. even go smaller from t-shirts. It's like t-shirts and that's it. <laughs> I right, yeah. they were selling hats or anything like that. But um, she does have a t-shirt line, but her intention was not to file for the t-shirt line. It was to file for a show that the she show. was putting together. Um, mm. Also, you find that with the same thing I was talking about earlier, the proof that you submit. A lot of my clients are clients that have retail stores, and they'll submit mm -hmm. a picture of the t-shirt with the brand name just written across the front of the shirt. Trademark office is not accepting that for proof that you're using that. They're saying it's just a decoration. If you're looking for where a t-shirt comes from, you're not looking for the words on the front of the shirt. Say whatever it wants. Right. You're looking at the tag. Right. You're looking at the price tag. You're looking at the banner of a website. You're looking at the inside tag in the back of your shirt or in the back of a pair of jeans. Those are the places you look when you're trying to figure out who made this shirt. What brand is this shirt? You're not looking at the mm -hmm. front of the shirt. So um, I, think, I think those are two main ones. A third one, sometimes they're saying they're an LLC, but they're putting their name. So it'll say Christine Duchatelier, and then it'll say, um, check off this box, LLC. So the trademark office mm -hmm. is like, are you a person or are you an LLC? Can you clarify this for me? Now, mm -hmm when they file these applications with the trademark office and they find these issues, the trademark office finds these issues, the trademark office will issue what's called an office action. 
And what an office action is, it's just them saying, here are some issues we have with the application. Please correct them within six months so that we can continue the process. Now, when they get these office actions and they, they haven't filed it, they haven't filed it using an attorney or someone who, who is knowledgeable as far as trademarks, they just disregard it. And once that six months passes, the application is abandoned. And after the application is abandoned, there's a grace period of about two months. Nothing happens within those two months, then you're completely like abandoned. You can't even try to, to um, bring back the application. And if you want to file, you have to start the process all over again from the very beginning and get to the back wow. of the line. So a lot wow. of people file their applications using um, LegalZoom and a few other providers, and they don't even no. know that their application's abandoned because they saw the email and didn't know what it meant and just ignored it. And they're saying, yeah, I have, I have my trademark already. And you go look it up and it's dead. So, um, wow. yes. So if people do file, there are people that are successful when they file using service providers. I'm not saying it never works, Of course. but you, right, you would have to be, you would have to know what you're doing and, and actually read the instructions and, and file it correctly. Um, second issue with filing with a service provider is some, uh, most times they don't do a search and they don't analyze any, any kind of search results regarding a trademark. So when you file the trademark application, prior to filing, I should say the trademark application, the trademark lawyer will do a search and make sure there's nothing else out there. If you use a service mm -hmm. provider, they're just filling the, uh, um, a document preparer, I should say. They're just mm -hmm. submitting whatever you give them. They're not wow. looking to see if there's already Nike out there and you can't file this application for Nike for sneakers. They're just going to let you file it. I went over there on LegalZoom right now and, and tried to file Nike for sneakers. They would file that application with no problem. So <laughs> it's the truth. So, okay. so you just want to be sure that that issue with regards to not having something else out there that could block your application is not an issue. And that's another major issue when you use a, a document preparer to file your trademark. They're not looking for that. And once they file your application, you get the office action. No one does anything about it. It goes away. Wow. That is a lot of information. And it's good to know because I think when most people just see like the big box, you know, document preparers, it's, it's just like, all right, like that's where you should go to file your documents. Right. Um, that's what the thing that everyone prefers. Right. But in essence, you know, it's just like probably the difference between having a public defender and a lawyer and, and a real lawyer and like a real, nah, you know what I mean? Like hire I'm not going to say public saying. defenders. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> no, but I'll say this. this it, I'm just saying you you money. do get what you pay for. But right? so with the PDs, <laughs> here's the thing with the PDs, and I, I, just, I just commend them because they, they – a lot of to to become a PD, it's it's not even really it's not everybody can get into to a public defender's office. Um, they want yeah. really really top mm -hmm. ranked people to do those kinds of jobs, and they actually believe in in what they do. So I will never. I, I know they have a lot. I'm of not. <laughs> I, I'm not. Listen, I'm not trying to shun them. Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is, a lot of times you get what you pay for. Is what I'm saying. Right, what you're saying. right. You know what I'm saying? Because if you have, if if you pay for a specific lawyer, right? Like, 
they have more you'll time get, for you. You'll get your attention. You'll, you'll get the time. You'll get your case prepared. Like, you know, like, it's a different level of care. It's pretty much what I was saying. Salute to all the public defense out there. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but what, I, but what I'm saying is you do get a different level of care. You know what I mean? When, when you pay for different things. I would say that. I wouldn't say that. I would rather compare something else other than PD. Just because all right, I all right, you're, they, all right. you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. All right, all right. I, I ain't gonna get you jammed up. I ain't gonna get you jammed up. They care <laughs> so, so, so much, and that's the only reason why they're able to do what they do for for the yeah. Like, and they get paid to do it, honestly, because it. Mm-hmm. And, and also, that, 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 and that's true. This is, this is a tangent, but just nah, please. Um, you know, just having that kind of caseload. Maybe they're unable to dedicate the time, but trust me, right. those people care. Those people care more than no. the people that you pay. <laughs> no, right, of course. No, like, the, uh, the care wasn't the care wasn't the issue, but it's more about when, when you pay for certain things, for like certain level, for certain yeah. things, you, get, you do get a different type of care in a sense where it's like I'm focused on you and I'm going to do the work, for, you know, for you because I have the time and the resources because you're paying me. Exactly. A certain amount of money. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand right? that too. Um, shout out to the public yeah, yeah. defenders. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the public defenders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salute to you, definitely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you. Um, so what made you get into, like, just doing trademarks, you know, being uh, just being a lawyer? Like, what got you into that? Like, what got you interested into that? So I never really knew what I wanted to do with, like, my law degree I knew I wanted yeah. to be a lawyer, and me, I'm mm-hmm. the type of person, once I say I don't want to do something, I'm going to do it no matter what. Um, and mm-hmm. I even remember being in law school, like, I don't, even, I don't even know if I really want to do this, but I did it anyway because I, I said I was going to be a lawyer, and there was not going to be anybody that was going to say, like, Christine said she wants to be a lawyer, and she never became a lawyer. That was just me. That was my ego. So I, I went to law school, and I became a lawyer. Um, cool. I Congratulations. Finished. Thank you. I finished and I'm sitting there saying to myself, what can I do um, to kind of serve my community? What could I do to, to help people that look like me? And, and I was, you know, do I want to do immigration? Like, I don't know. What, what do I want to do? Um, and I came across the profile of an attorney, a business attorney. Um, and she was working with businesses. She owned her own firm. She was working with businesses. And she was working with mm-hmm. like young attorneys, new attorneys, and helping them build their own businesses. And I saw that and I said, you know what? I think this is exactly what I want to do. And, you know, I worked mm. with her. I learned from her. And, you know, now I'm here and I'm able to do what I've been doing. And I'm super, super, super happy that I came across her profile. I don't even know how. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Dana. That's amazing. Shout out to Dana mm-hmm. Thomas. Um, but she is amazing and she pours so much into attorneys and attorneys that are interested in working with entrepreneurs. There are so many businesses, so many trademarks to be filed. There's plenty of space for all of us. A lot of us are very collaborative. We help each other out. We send each other work. We share information with each other. Um, because I can't file every single trademark that needs to be filed. It's just impossible. Um, so I'm just really glad that I kind of fell into this. And the more entrepreneurs I meet, the more inspired I feel, um, mm-hmm. the more I want to give that when they talk about their businesses and how they came up with the idea or the cool names that they have, I'm like, how did you think of that? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's so cool. Helping them 
pitch their helping them put their their businesses in a position where they can pitch to certain investors or pitch to TV shows or whatever it is. It's just really, really, really amazing. And it just makes me want to continue doing this. I love it. That is amazing. And um, so if there was a, a young boy, young, a young man, a young woman, excuse me, a young woman who wants to um, become a lawyer, like what is, you know, what is some of a big of advice? Like what is a piece of advice that you would give um, to he or she? What I would say is, you don't have to know what you want to do right away. Um, mm -hmm. Just see, meet with different lawyers, shadow them, see what they do. I shadowed a criminal defense attorney. Um, I remember when I just graduated, I was interviewing for a job and there was a lawyer at the steps and he's like, oh yeah, they're going to hire you. They like hiring women. I was like, okay. <laughs> they didn't hire me by the way, but, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, you know, I just finished school. I was speaking with him. And he said, oh, I'm about to go visit my client in jail. You want to come? And I was like, okay, no problem. So, like, we went mm -hmm. to the jail and saw his client. Um, but I knew I didn't want to do criminal. I worked in the family court when I was in law school. I knew that was not for me because mm -hmm. some of the stories were really sad. And you had um, – you also had – the super rich people arguing over like who gets the house in the Hamptons versus who gets the yacht and it's like you guys are really mm -hmm. fighting over this or the kids that they're saying they want to stay with one parent and you have the lawyer for the other parent cross-examining them yeah. like who put a band-aid on your knee when you fell was it your father or your mother and it's like yeah. gotta put mm -hmm. kids through all of this stuff too um yes so I just knew that that wasn't for me um, immigration wasn't for me just because I, I would feel really bad having people that really desperately need these services pay me for uh, immigration services. So I just, I couldn't, if I do any kind of immigration work, I would do it for free. I, I would not, <laughs> I don't have the heart to, <laughs> to collect money for immigration work. Oh, um, that's nice. I just did. You know, you got people, they're here, they want asylum and they're, they're not even, you know, they don't have the resources and yeah, you know, charging them like tens of thousands of dollars, and they're working like crazy to pay off these lawyers. Can't be me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't be me. Um, so you just have to try different things and see what you like, see what you enjoy. Speak to different lawyers. Mm -hmm. Shadow as many people as you can. You know, maybe you want to work in government. Look at mm -hmm. other alternate paths that you can go on using a law degree. You don't have to have a law degree and become a lawyer. You can get a JD MBA and someone hires you just because you went to law school. They know sure. that you can think a certain way. There are a lot of jobs mm -hmm. where you can have a JD and you don't need a law license and they will hire you just because you went to law school. Um, wow. So just really speaking to as many people as you can, researching as much as you can, and making the most of your experience when you're in school, join the organizations, join BALSA, um, socialize with the professors, um, speak with them, ask them about their career paths, how they ended up becoming law professors. Uh, you can you can meet people anywhere. My first job, I went to a um, Black Bar Association event as a first-year student, and they gave us all, like, tickets to come. And it was mm -hmm. the Crawford Black Bar up in Hartford or up in Connecticut. Not sure if it's Hartford specific. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting next to someone 
we had a conversation and she got me my first job and my second job. She just, wow. Hey, Christine, you're still looking for a job. The city is hiring. If you want, they need an intern and you know, I'll help you out with that second job. Hey, someone reached out to me. They're looking for, you know, a, a law student to work for them. Are you interested? Yeah, I'm interested. And that's how I got it. So just really, wow. you never know who you're going to meet. Speak to everybody. That's meet true. everybody. Be nice to everybody. <laughs> yes. Really Very important. Experience. Yeah. You never know. Don't burn bridges. It's not worth it. Definitely not worth it. Um, and that's a good point, too, because you network a lot and you meet a lot of people. Yeah. And people remember how you treat them. Like, they, there's nothing else they remember. They remember how they felt when they interact with you. And of course yes. that's an all walks of life, but that's really good advice too, especially for young yes. people coming up too. Yeah. Um, never know. You really don't. You, you don't want to be the person you meet somebody and then you start like shading them on Instagram or something. And it's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially now in this digital age where people are just very like type happy. Yeah. And, pe and people screenshot those things and save it. And yes, kind of, it, and sometimes that stuff stays with you and, They'll repost it and tag you in it. And you know what I mean? So it's very, got to be very careful about what you say online. Shout out to the PDs, please. You know what I mean? Just, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to the Yeah, no. Um, Vivian W. Esquire said, don't do it. No, no, but she said, totally joking. Um, and she said, great, great answer. Um, uh, to the whole, uh, becoming a lawyer situation so oh she oh man she is she's amazing she's someone who you probably want to have on your show too by the way oh yeah yeah okay she hey i mean we can make her. that happen yes mm -hmm. show with her she's she's just awesome okay That's all, I have all right well. she's just awesome <laughs> That's it. all right I, i'll definitely look into that um so so you have your own firm. So what other services does does your firm offer aside from trademarks? Is it just trademarks? Is it copyrights? Is it? It's mainly trademarks. Um, mainly I would trademarks. say probably 90% of what I do is trademarks. And the rest of it would be filing those LLCs, the nonprofits, some contracts, copyrights hmm. as well. But a large, overwhelming majority of what I do is trademarks. Trademarks. And taking over... Um, trademarks that were filed by individuals on their own or pro se or using a mm -hmm. stock preparer, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But it's all, all, all trademark prosecution. So filing and, and making sure that you get through to that registration certificate. Awesome. So you have to file for the LLCs too. So if somebody with a, a DBA or no, or doesn't have a company, but wants to open a company, um, LLC, they can also come to you as well. Yeah, so that's something that I do offer. Um, ah, I do file in New okay. York and Connecticut only. But okay. if you need something in another state, I can definitely find someone that can take care of you wherever you are um, in most states. Okay, that's that's good to know because that's another area where people go to, you know, big box to you know to file, you know, or they'll try to do it them, themselves, right? Yeah. Um, so that's really so that that's really good to to know because. When you're forming an LLC, there's lots of stuff you don't know. And you think that you're just filing. And you can try to do it yourself, which, you know, which some people do. But there's a lot of little things that if you don't know, 
that you have to file for this even after you filed the LLC. A lot of times yes. you think it's it, it, it's over, and it's like ah, oh, I'm I filed and it's over. But there's so there's a few other things that you have to do that you can get caught caught up if it's not complete. You know, yeah. especially in 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 New York, especially. And that's you know? exactly what I was going to say. In New York, it's one of those states where I say, like, if it just have someone do it for you. But in most other states, and I just tell clients, you know, you can file. The LLC is not something that I really, like, push hard on and say, like, you need a lawyer to file. Um, except for in New York, just because of that whole publishing thing that they have going on. Some people just ignore that. that. They just ignore it. And I know that when you file LLCs in New York, they send you the direct mail and they'll give you publishing packages, but people also don't even take advantage of that. They just kind of like, I filed it. I got my paper. I got my EIN. I'm good to go. But like, you really like have to make sure that you're in good standing and do everything that you need to do. Another thing yes. is sometimes people don't know how often they have to file any kind of statement. Some states it's annually, some states it's every two years. And you have to mm-hmm. always make sure that you're keeping your information up to date so that they don't perhaps administratively dissolve or um, close your LLC. Your business. Yeah. Um, because, and depending on what your business is, you have to file, you might have to file quarterly, um, you know, mm-hmm. quarterly taxes thing and, and, and things like that. But that publishing thing is a real thing. And, and a lot of people aren't prepared for it because it, it does cost in New York, it does cost a, a good grip, like, you know, you know, and, and that's the thing. It, it's yeah. like, and especially, especially it, it depends on where you file. I don't know where you are, but, um, you know, I'm in, I'm around the Queens area myself. Um, so it, it, it's a it's lot. Expensive in Queens. It's expensive <laughs> yeah. in Queens. Um, Brooklyn. Long Island. Bronx. Long Island is not so bad. Like Nassau and Suffolk is not so bad. The companies that sure. do it for you, they'll charge around like maybe like three to four hundred to do that in in Long Island but I know Queens mm-hmm. it's like over five six sometimes seven Bronx like eight nine hundred dollars mm-hmm. Manhattan over a thousand dollars like it's crazy right and, and, the... and, and if you're not financially prepared for that too because that's another bill that's another thing that you have to that you have to, to do on top of filing and those fees so those are things that you have to be prepared for mm-hmm. uh, financially as a new business owner as well, that you may not think you have to be. So that's really good. Wow. That's really good. And you, and you provide those services too. Um, I do publish. Um, Sometimes they'll come to me and say like, Hey, I filed my LLC on legal zoom, but I didn't do the publishing. Can you help me with that? And I'll do that as well. So you do everything. See, this is what I want to know. You do everything. So, so. so (laughs) No, I know. No, I know. (laughs) Now, which is really, really good, though. Um, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So that's that's good to know. So, if you have, if, if you're looking to start an LLC, pub, uh, publishing, um, you know, you you can actually go to Christine, the lawyer. You know, what I'm saying, along with, um, you know, your trademark needs and everything that you need like that. But she can do it all, and that's really good because you because you could be like a one stop shop. Kind of like we'll get your LLC started, we'll get your publishing going, and then we'll and then. You know, that we can get the trademark going too. Yes. And I love when I get to do the LLC and the trademark at the same time because we can make sure the name is has a strong possibility of getting through to registration before we even file the LLC. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Sometimes if you file the LLC first and you come to me, um, that brand name may not be available and you might have to start thinking about a new brand name for your business. So. Wow. And I guess some, sometimes that's why I, what I'm seeing now is a lot of people are using like a parent company, right? Like, I don't know, it could be, I'll say Terrence Unlimited, right? And, and the LLC, that's the name of the, just that. And then under that, you have your own brand is for, it's kind of operates underneath the parent brand, right? So, so pretty much like you're not really worried about the copyrights for the parent brand because it's just there. It's just used for like, you know, um, for business and, and, you know, as far as taking payments and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And then you, and then you have your brand, then you can have a different brand that people know you as up under the, the parent brand, right? Yeah. So you might make payments. Yeah. So you might make payments to Terrence Unlimited, right? But like people know me as, you know, Tito Inspires or whatever the case is or Conversations of the Heart, whatever that, you know, that is, that's, that's those are the brands, but my people would pay the parent company which is still me, but I don't have to brand the parent company. So- yes. So um, that's, you actually just made a really good point. You can, your trademark does not have to be exactly the same as your actual um, LLC name. So you can have a different LLC name from whatever you're trademarking. Mm. Wow. So now if you're somebody who has multiple brands, right? So, I call, I'll just use me as an example. So I, I I have my merch line, I have my podcast, I have my coaching business. I got a lot of you know I got a few I got a few things rolling, right? Um, so your suggestion would would be especially for me would be to trademark all three of my brands, pretty much. So this is what I usually tell people. I usually tell them, you look at the those items in your business that. Mm-hmm distinguish your products from those of others or your services from those of others and you protect that that's usually what i say Mm. got it um and also whatever's going to be out in the public right so if you have a podcast that's yours that that you've been doing and that's out there in the public that's something that you should absolutely trademark right because somebody can see your stuff publicly obviously because you know so it could be on every podcast network it could be on youtube it's everywhere somebody could see that somewhere and say oh i like that let me see if it's let me see if i can get that name and trademark it right and you haven't trademarked yours yet and then now they have what you have before you before you got it and you've been working on it and, and this could have been your baby for the last three to four years. They saw it, they liked it, they took it, and you have to. And now you have to stop what you're doing or change what you're doing because you're not because you're no longer because it's not it's no longer yours. Pretty much. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Ooh, that 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 that's a pain point. Like that's a real pain point if you've been building something for three years or so. Sometimes three to four years and. You don't know that somebody that somebody else, if somebody else doesn't have it, but then somebody just sees it and can easily take what you have and then start their own using your idea. Exactly. There's a lot of people out here that are just leaving their brands naked and unprotected. It's just, it's just this. 
it's just there. I, I like to, sometimes I, I, I share this quote, um, but I would just say without a trademark, your brand is for the streets. Like it's just there for everybody. I like that. You're right. It's for everybody. It's wow. any property. It's just out there. So you, you don't want your brand, your baby, <laughs> your brand to be out there like cold and, and naked and just like not even like just completely just wow. ready for anybody wow. to, to take. To take it. Wow. No, no. And even just talking about it, that it, it brings a pain point because you could imagine what somebody might feel if if they've worked on something for all these years and then somebody could just see it and then just take it and you have nobody to blame but yourself, obviously, but it still hurts. Um wow. Yeah. Wow. And sometimes it's like I was thinking about this a year ago and I just I should have done it a year ago. Sometimes the difference is months. It's not like something where the person had the trademark for 10, 20, 30 years. A lot of the times, these are people that filed trademarks during the pandemic, mm. you know? So they're coming to me now and trying to do something. And it's like, yeah, someone filed an application in 2021. And it's it's almost registered. Mm -hmm. It's going to be registered in a few weeks, actually. So, you know, wow. there's a, wow. you here are your options. You can try to cancel their registration once it's issued. But it doesn't mean that you'll be successful or you can rebrand. Oh, wow. Well, I know a lot of people um, who, are, who are going to watch this. And once this goes out to all, all the podcast, uh, the audio podcast platforms that I'm going to put it on is, is people going to get a lot from this. So um, be, before we end this live, I, I want you to just continue to tell the people again where they can find you Um you know, um, and how they can book your services or, or inquire about your services, because I think a lot of people can, can use your services and the things that you bring to the table. Absolutely. And before we close as well, as a lawyer, I have to always give my disclaimer. So <laughs> please, please do, please do. <laughs> Gotta protect the license, right? So um, this is general educational information, not legal advice. For legal advice, please contact an attorney to discuss um, your specific situation and what options you have for your particular situation. I am not telling anyone to do anything or to not do anything by um, the educational information that I've provided today. Um, mm -hmm. No attorney-client relationship has been formed with anyone that is listening to this. You need to yeah. find a retainer in order to um, be considered a, a client of, of my firm. Um, mm -hmm. So, yes. Thank but you I'm telling you, Pay her up and get the, and yeah. get that trademark. I'm telling you, I'm not a lawyer, so so they hey, hit her up and go get that trademark, please. I'm not saying they can't hit me up. I, just, you know, and I know you said like, no, of course there's no attorney-client relationship. Trust me, we have to um, we have to specifically state that mm -hmm. there's no yeah. attorney-client relationship, just because sometimes sure. people think that they you know they hear something and and hear their clients or they comment on a post and they they think that now they're they're your client you always have to just you know that's an aside but um mm -hmm. again my name is christine duchatelier i am a business and trademark attorney i help entrepreneurs and creatives protect their businesses and their brands 
I mainly file trademarks, but I also do file LLCs. I file nonprofits. I draft contracts. I, um, I file copyrights as well. I am here to help entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, influencers, just anyone that has intellectual property protect what is theirs and not just protect it, but also have the tools to enforce those protections and even monetize um, that intellectual property that they have because intellectual property is valuable. It came from you. You created it from your mind. What mm -hmm. you created, I cannot create. Only you can create. Um, mm. So that's why it is, as we've been saying throughout this um, entire episode, it is very important to protect it. I can be found on Instagram at Christine, the lawyer. Christine is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, the lawyer, T-H-E-L-A-W-E, wow, <laughs> L-A-W-Y-E-R. That was Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm on the spot, so it's okay. Hey, I'm sure everyone it's understands. All <laughs> it's, all, it's um, all good. As far as working together, you can reach out to me, shoot me a DM.